Good morning and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, George Evian. We are on episode 15, Friday morning. Appreciate everybody's time and support. There's a lot of great things that are going to be happening soon. Uh, and I've mentioned this the last three or four podcasts, doing some things on the back end, some technology um, platforms that we're incorporating with. And so you, that should be out hopefully today. Uh, or this weekend, we'll be putting some things on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter as it relates to those things. Excited to share some content with you in other ways and other manners and appreciate any support that you might be able to lend me and us as we uh, kind of level up and get bigger uh, with our year. So it's uh, the word of the year uh, and I, it continues to pop up for me and some of the things that I do and the people I talk with, but the word, my word of the year was bigger. Uh, and I believe there's an episode on that, um, where we talk about, you know, carving out a word of the year and trying to keep that in front of you and things like that. So I, uh, hopefully, uh, you've had a great week. It's Friday morning, like I mentioned, and there's some things top of mind. I said some things in the last episode where we were talking about complacency, and, and, and steering clear of complacency and not letting your teams become complacent and how to overcome complacency and how to be on the lookout for it as a leader. And all that's really important and always carving out and looking for the next challenge, the next level, the next step that you and your teams can make so their complacency doesn't really seep into the greatness that we all have, right? We all, uh, the phrase that I'm using a fair amount this year with some of the groups I'm working with and speaking with is to... Um, really get to your next level of greatness. Always be thinking about what the next level of our greatness is and what we need to do and how we can do that. And part of being able to do that is really understanding where complacency is and how to steer clear of it and what we need to do and things of that nature. So uh, that was the last episode, but I said in that episode, some things that I really wanted to talk about um, you know, today in this episode, and I'm having a hard time actually recalling that. I don't see them in my notes. I do have this book here by David Goggins called Never Finished, which is a, a fascinating read. If you don't know who David Goggins is, um, he's kind of uh, self, I don't believe it's even self-titled. I think it's just something that has been put on him as the, the toughest or baddest man on the planet. Um, he's a former Navy SEAL having gone through boot camp and uh, BUDS, they call it, um, the training for to become a Navy SEAL three times, three hell weeks. And then the Army Ranger School and everything else that he's done. And now he's an ultra athlete. And I was telling some stories about his 240-mile Ultraman. Uh, I don't even think it's called an Ultraman. It's called a, the Moab 240. It's a race in Moab, Utah. And there were some great lessons in there. Um, and it was really just kind of this mindset of not quitting. Um you know, having that elite mindset and just pushing yourself beyond your limits. So that was something that we talked about and we'll get to that probably in another episode. I want to, I had a great conversation with a friend of mine the other day and it, and it really resonated with me. And I just kind of, you know, we were just kind of talking basketball, going back and forth. He's a, he's a, he's a very good friend. He's a, a college basketball coach here locally in the St. Louis area. And we were just, we're good friends. So we were just kind of just talking ball. Right. But he had a phrase of of what he was talking about with his son or one of his players or something like that and it really stuck with me and I had him repeated a number of times a couple times just so I could really get the phrase down and I still may not get it correct but it was this idea that we have and that he deals with with his athletes and that we do this is not this is always going to have a an athletic spin but it is also uh, relevant to business teams and um, you know software teams and sales teams and business teams and executives and all that. Right. 
But the phrase that he used that I want to touch on today that really resonated with me is you, you, ha- you have to figure out one of two ways to go with role. So this is really going to be built upon your role on your team, athletically, professionally, right? And I deal with that with my role. There's, you know, my role is carved out for me. There's things I would like to be doing. There's, there's more juice that I would like to have. There's more coaching I would like to lend. There's more responsibility that I would enjoy having to try to get us and uh, the company I work for and the teams I work with and the individuals um, that I'm with every day. There's definitely that that I would love to have a different role possibly, right? To be able to have, I guess the word I keep coming back with is just more responsibility, a different responsibility, right? But when you are carving out your, when you, when your role is placed upon you, you know, there's always this, you know, learn your role, accept your role, excel in your role, exceed your role, kind of those things that are really important, right? Like I, you know, you, uh, people that listen to this know I have three young children. If I could say, you know, to them, like, Hey, like if they go out at 24, 25 years old, get their first kind of job, you know, probably earlier than that. Right. But, and they, I, I say, Hey, that's your role. Like you are hired to complete and fulfill these responsibilities and they are important and valuable. Right. And you've got to, you know, you've got to scrape the bottom of the pool. You've got to pay your dues, but what you need to be able to do is, you know, have dreams, goals, ambitions, and you need to have, you know, rituals and habits and routines to try to reach those goals and ambitions. But so you always need to be carving out a little bit more, a little bit more to give yourself more responsibility to, to take on more work. Uh, to show people you can do it all and and things of that nature, right? But as we talk, just think about role de- roles and role definition. You know, learn your role, accept your role, fulfill your role, and exceed your role, right? Those would be kind of, if we were putting a course together, those would be the kind of the four top of mind things about role definition that you have to, have to be able to do, right? So back to my friend. He was talking about, we were talking about just kind of athletics in general. And he was like, you, you need to, the role you currently have with this group, there are two ways to go about it. You can be happy and just be really happy. I'm on a great team. We're doing great things. We're building great products. We have great clients. We have great bosses. We have great coaches, great leadership. And I'm working with some of the most elite people around and I'm leveling up every single day and I am really happy. So there's the happiness side to all of that, which is important. As we navigate our careers, I'm more locked in on that level of I want to be just really happy. I have a friend and it's been years since I've talked to him. Great, great guy. One of, when I got involved in technology, this was one of the first three or four people that really took me under his wing. And he's a phenomenal person and he loved to write code. He loved, he just geeked out on it. New technologies, figuring, solving complex problems, being efficient, making things work better. And he geeked out on it. It's what he wanted to talk about. It's what he wanted to do when we were out having drinks. It's what we all, he always wanted to talk about. He loved it, loved it. And then because he was so good, he got pushed into management. Man, you're so good at this, so passionate about it. Why don't you lead a team? And then he got into that and he was like, man, that's not at the role I want. That is not at all what I want to be doing. I want to sit in a cubicle and solve problems and write code 
and be a carpenter, right? That's what he, you know, and, and just be a carpenter. That's what he was doing, right, essentially. And that's what he wanted to do, right? So that is, uh, you know, that was really important for him because the role that he got, he did, really didn't want. What he wanted was to be happy. He didn't want a better parking spot or better salary or any of that sort of stuff. That Maybe that stuff's cool. But at the end of the day, he would look at me and he'd say, man, I just, my joy, my happiness is there. So cool. So I think he ended up going back to doing that, right? So the other thing is that's one side, just to have this great happiness. Now, the role you have, let's put it in an athletic standpoint. If the role you have is the 12th man, a basketball team where you don't get a lot of run or you're a football player and you're the 53 man on the 53 man roster. So you've got to determine now you're like, are you happy? Is this cool for you? There's a lot to be happy about with that role, right? There's things I'd like to be doing. There's there. Am I happy? Yes. Are there other roles? Uh, Is there another role for me? Is there, are there other responsibilities I would like to have? Absolutely. Am I happy? Am I still, am I, am I around elite people that are leveling me up? Am I fortunate and grateful and satisfied to be around the people I, do I, uh, that I'm, that, that I'm around? Do I have great leadership that are pushing and challenging me and know my goals and aspirations and objectives professionally? And then am I, am I happy because of that? So like, that's important. And that was the one thing he was really trying to convey to me. He was like, Hey, this is your role. You know, part of coaching and great leadership, great coaching, great leadership is role definition, making sure everybody understands the value and importance of all the roles. Hey, you're my lead salesman. You're the, you're the subject matter expert. You are the engineering manager. You're my lead car salesman. You are my leading score. You are my Tom Brady. You're the quarterback. Those are all important. Those are valuable, important roles. But so, you know, hopefully... The, uh, the other side of that coin is, man, there's really, there's there, this role here is really important and valuable. The, and many of you, if not, if you've listened to the podcast, know I work with some young athletes in, in, in off hours and the, the, the coach that I work with really said something great the other day, right? You always be aware of the, the, the story and the leadership lesson. We talked about that the last episode, but we had a full gym. We're getting ready for a game. We have freshmen that are just getting going in their athletic careers, just getting going. He's pulled five or six of them up as we prep and get ready for the state tournament. And so now we have, you know, starters, second, you know, our first unit, our second unit, we have some JV kids, and now we've got freshmen. And the freshmen were going against our varsity and our freshmen were going against the second unit. And when practice ended, he took the time as the coach and the leader to place the value on that role. You all are important. You are important. You're important for the next 20, you know, the next week as we prepare for the state playoffs, you're valuable for the next four years as you developed and this, and then you become these players. You're important for the next 10, 15, 20 years as we continue to have the standards and culture and environment and community of our program that you're a part of. So this is like a, you know, a long thing, but what he did was he placed great value on freshmen that are just getting started and how they're helping us 
get better, right? So understand the value of everybody in your organization and what they bring to the table and why they're important, right? Create that happiness, right? So those people have to be happy. But here's the other thing my friend said that I really liked. And then you got to figure it out. And, and, and we'll talk about it here a little bit, but I'm still... It's, it's, it's a, it's a battle kind of in your mind as you roll through this, right? There's that one side of happiness, but on the other side of the fence is ego. Can your ego handle it? The role you're in now, we're not talking about the elite role and I'm scoring 20 points a game and I'm selling 17 cars and I'm on the road speaking at on keynotes. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that it's like, man, this is a great place to be. I'm really happy. These are amazing people. I'm leveling up. I'm doing great things. But you know what? I'm better than so-and-so. I can do what so-and-so does. I should be getting that responsibility. I've got to go find a place that, that a leader that will do this. I'm better. Like that's your ego talking. That's your ego talking. So your ego, and then, and then in an athletic sense, you're also going to run into this. Hey man, why aren't you playing over so-and-so? You're better than that. You're better than that. Why are you, why are you on that team and not playing? Why are you over there? Man, you're better than that. Man, I can't believe you're not playing. And then your ego starts going. The same thing happens professionally. So the line is, man, I'm really happy. And my ego is not at play. I am comfortable with what we're doing. I know, you know, I remember when I was start, you know, any, any of us can have this story of starting out and sweeping floors. You know, I remember, you know, taping ankles and sweeping the floors and driving the bus and doing all that going, man, I, I could, I'm good enough to be over there. I'm good enough to be a division one coach on a staff on a division one where I just get to watch film and coach. And, and now I'm having to do all this other work that a janitor, a bus driver, a trainer or whatever might do, as opposed to just being really happy and saying, and this is part of my story. This is part of my grind. Like I have big dreams and ambitions and goals and things I'd like to accomplish. And they're all valuable and important to me as I navigate this, but I'm going to be present where my feet are. I'm going to be right here and me taping these ankles and sweeping this floor and taking out the trash and driving the bus and doing all this is my story. And it's important and it's valuable and I'm going to crush it. So all of us that have kids that are going to end up working fast food joints and going to these different places when they get to 16 to 18, or they have to go do internships where they're doing menial jobs just to get their feet wet and get experience. You have to sit there and say, man, just keep grinding. Just keep learning. Keep providing value. How you do this job is how you do all jobs. Sweep the floor. Be the best that you can be. Tape the best ankles. Be the best bus driver. Be the best trash man or lady. Right? Those things are really important as you navigate it. And then, but then does your ego get involved? So if you can silence your ego and have a great, a great understanding of, of what we're doing, and where you're trying to get to, um, then that 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 will serve you to quiet it, right? But if you're on the other side where the ego, so is your ego going to allow you to have that happiness? Because if it's not, if your ego is going to drown out that noise, okay, then you've got to then you got to make some decisions. 
I got to go find a different team, a different boss, a different product, a different company, a different organization. I need to go find that because and that's probably fine. And I'm certain that's fine. And I'm certain that is fine. But on the other, like I, I've talked about my brother, my brother it, it runs a, an IT shop here in, in the St. Louis area. And when he got this job, it was a leadership lesson to me about all the people that went with him. All of a sudden, these people went with him, which is another, le it's another episode. I think we've already talked about it, all that. But I remember he has an elite guy on his team, elite. But the elite guy was behind one or two other really, really good people, right? And this guy was his friend. And he would look at him and say, hey, I just, I, I, there's people that are already having these roles, responsibilities, and positions. I'm sorry. And, and he knows he's good. And so he could be happy and he could sit there and say, man, I've got the best boss, which he feels like he does. And he did. Right. Um, and I, and I'm working on a great product. I'm building great software. I'm challenged. I'm motivated. I'm led correctly. Great company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All that sort of stuff. But then at the end of the day, he was like, I, I do want those positions. I do want that responsibility. I do want that opportunity. And that's okay. In order to get it, though, he had to leave. He had to leave. He had to go get somewhere else. He had to go interview. He had to polish the resume. He had to go through all of that, and he had to get there. So, And then he got that. And then this, this one particular person, great guy, got the job that he wanted, got the responsibility, got the uh, training, the knowledge, the response, like all that sort of stuff he got and, and, and was killing it. Now, he could have stayed there forever. This particular story he did, he sat back and said, I'm going back. At, one, at some point he went back, right? Because maybe it was like the happiness, right? It was the happiness to that, right? So when I was with my friend and we talked about, we started talking about ego and your ego being able to handle the role that you're in and how you can do that. So there's only a few things like we tell kids, like kids and parents, it's hard. It's hard. It is really hard in the athletic world because everybody thinks they're really good. Everybody does. And maybe that's the same way professionally. Maybe not, right? I don't, I, I don't have that. I just know, and it's the same. I wouldn't say everybody, but in the athletic world, people think they're just, they're great. And then what also happens is their parents think they're really great. So they're hearing all this, right? Like you should be playing more. I, I should be doing more. So we, this is what we kind of have said in the past about that. And we'll position this then back to professional world is that's cool. This is your role. This is what we need from you. This is how you help the team get better. This is really important. And I love you and it's valuable. If that's not, you need to accept that role. That's what we need from you. So that's option one. Just accept the role, accept the role Two. You need to go find someone that believes exactly what you believe about your game, your skill, your talent, or whatever. You need to go find somewhere else. That's option two. Like, I really want to do this, this, and this professionally. Cool. We need you to do this, and I'm sorry it doesn't align with what you really want. You can accept your role, and hey, and we're going to love you, and we're going to push you, and all that, and that's really cool. Or you need to go find that position. You need to go find someone that believes that you are capable of those that position and everything. You need to do that. So that's option two. 
Same thing professionally. You need, or same thing athletically. You need to go find a team. Hey, you're like, I just don't think you're a great three-point shooter. And you're about a 18 to 20% three-point shooter, which in, in the athletic world is not great. You think you're really good and you should be getting five threes a game. I don't. And I'm sorry. But we're trying to put our program in a position to win. And your role is going to be a defender, a screener, and a ball handler. I don't need you shoot. I hope you can accept that role. I can't, coach. I can't. I think I'm a great three. I'm just not getting that opportunity here. Cool. I love you. Your options are to accept your role here, or your options are to go find someone that believes you're a great three-point shooter like you do. Go find it. So those are the options. The third option, which is harder in the professional world, is I understand that this is how you feel about your skills. And I understand now that your parents think the same thing. Then I think your dad and mom need to go put together a team for you so that you can play on their team. They can coach you and you can get your five to seven threes a game. I think that's those are the options. So you need to stay here, accept your role. You need to go find somewhere else that believes that you have the skill package that you're trying to get to, that you can do, or you need to have your friends and family put together a business to let you do what you want to do. So those like professionally, like, Hey, I understand you want to do this and I love you. And I think you're really valuable and you fill this role better than anybody else we have in the entire company. I understand you want these other responsibilities. We don't have that here right now. We have these other people that have those roles and responsibilities, and those things are already taken. So you can go find that position. You can go on Indeed. You can go on LinkedIn. You can go get your resume, and you can go find those positions. Or you can start your own business and do exactly what you want to do. That's kind of the essence of it, right? That's ego. Or it's being happy in your role which is okay. I think the happiness equation is this. I would encourage us, and maybe I'm talking to myself, like find your role. Learn it, everything you can about your role. Accept that that's your current role. Crush it, kill it. Be the best you could possibly be in that role. And then do everything you can to take on more responsibility and exceed your role. And make sure, maybe for the fifth thing, make sure those that you report to or whatever that looks like for you, understand your goals, your ambitions, your drive, your career aspirations, your one-year plan, your five-year plan, and what you truly want to be doing. Make sure that. And then maybe that creates the happiness. Now, are you ready for that grind? You know, there's a great, and maybe I mentioned this, a great video of the Los Angeles Dodgers First day of spring training, head coach, Dodgers are really good. And he sits there and he looks at them all and he says, we've got eight to 10 months together, whatever it is, eight months, nine months together. Everybody's excited right now. You're excited. In six months, seven months, eight months, we have to be excited. You have to embrace the grind of winning and of building a team. And, of, and fulfilling your role. I wonder, the length of a baseball season 
you know, there's a great book and I forget who wrote it, but it's called a season is a lifetime. A season is a lifetime. And the season you're going through right now and the role you have may be significantly different in six to eight months. If you learn it, accept it, fulfill it and exceed it. And as things may happen, be prepared, be prepared. We have a young man, a young man on our team, um, athletically, we thought would play two to three minutes a game. When the season started four months ago, a season is a lifetime. Four months ago, November 1st, we need to get two to six minutes out of him a game. And maybe only the games that we that were that we that we're gonna pound people and win and things like that, possibly, right? Last night we played, two nights ago we we played, or three nights ago. And he starts and plays in a 32-minute game, probably plays 25. And is so his role was like, hey, this is what we need. Do we need to develop him? We need to get him ready for next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To now, like, hey, like he's really important to what we're doing. Like everybody's important to what we're doing. I understand that, right? But like, like his role is significantly changed. So enjoy the grind. Learn it, accept it, fulfill it, exceed it, crush it enhance it, like all that sort of stuff about your role, right? I wanted to stay. We're about 25 minutes in. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that conversation, right? Always be open, always be available, always be aware of the leadership lessons that are happening around you, right? There's some great things that are happening technically for us here shortly. It should be happening hopefully this weekend, if not today. Enjoy your Friday. I hope you had a great week. There's so many other things to get into, so many other stories to tell. Um, my, my mind and eyes are always open for the story of, of, improvement of getting better of just that one percent every single day of getting our teams better getting our people better getting our families better getting our children better like all this sort of stuff is really important um if you could just do me a favor and do most of you not all of you most of you listen to this on spotify if you've made it this far and you're on spotify please please click that follow button uh those numbers are growing Every day, every day, the numbers just seem to get better and better for us. And I appreciate the sharing, the liking, the commenting on our social media platforms and definitely on Spotify, where most of you listen to this, there's the follow button and those numbers continue to go up. So please do me that favor. Just click that button on Spotify that says follow. And I hope uh, you all had a great week. I hope that you have a great weekend and we have some guests slated for next uh, week. I'm excited about those conversations coming up and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you.